a trigger warning waiting to happen. This is the Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. A lot to unpack in the final hour of the Crowley Show. Your mom listens to us, and you should too. 412-922-2874, the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens. Follow me on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. Follow Brian, at FBomber73. Follow Shirtless Tom, at ButtonPusher970. I have to tell the story about how I blacked out this weekend, which I think I've alluded to, but I don't think I've actually told it. I was supposed to tell it all the way back at 440. I didn't follow through on the tease. That's because I've been farting on the air. It's been a nice bounce back Monday show today. I feel like we got all the things we usually do in place. But I have this tweet from John first. Did I just hear a WVU grad questioning the nuanced thinking of a Stanford grad? <laughs> Too many people make the education thing out to be a big deal. Stanford's a great school. If you get in, you're smart. But just because I went to WVU doesn't mean I'm an idiot. The fact that it took me five years to graduate means that I'm That means you're an idiot. That's yeah, the problem. <laughs> that was the issue. Yeah, right. Your choice in going, man. Exactly. I say this all the time, and you can follow along with the analogy if you please. And we'll use Stanford here instead of an Ivy League school, because Stanford ain't. Bite me. Going to Stanford and doing well is hard. So I liken that to a U.S. Open golf course. The golf course is hard. The school's hard. It's difficult to do well because it's built that way. Going to West Virginia, that's like playing the Open Championship. It's Lynx golf. There's wind, there's rain. You sure it's not more like mini golf? <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> Sorry. Mini golf's easy. The U.S. Open courses are hard like Stanford. The Open Championship courses aren't hard unless the wind's blowing. They aren't hard unless it's raining. And you know what the rain and the wind are? Hot girls and partying. <laughs> Which make it harder, I think, to graduate West Virginia than it is to graduate Stanford. It proves that you can get through a task while distractions are afoot, and you keep your eye on the prize. Yes, which I suppose is the diploma. Sort of. I guess. <laughs> Although, I think today and other days have proven that. Maybe I shouldn't want that diploma. People keep pooping on me for saying I went to Dub V. I do put it out there, though. I, I'm, I'm a mountain mama, baby. You're proud of your school, man. Nothing wrong with that. Country roads take me home. Number 17 in the AP poll. Kind of makes me wish I was proud of my school. Radford. Yeah. They made the tourney. Yeah, they did. Who'd they lose to in the first round? Uh, they beat Liberty in the first round. And then they, oh, uh, you got to drop that. What yeah. about the real first round? I don't know. <laughs> it was either Kansas or Villanova. Yeah, it was Kansas. So both of our teams fell victim to Kansas. Villanova, somebody. I don't know. We won or a Villanova. Game, okay? That's important. I, I get you though. Like that honestly, I went down there. I I recruited to a bunch or I went on recruiting trips to a bunch of schools. I get to Radford. One, they're so low that I can get in there with my grades. That's an awesome like selling point. Two, first thing I see is a guy walking down a hill on a keg and a bunch of girls laughing at him. <laughs> I can do this. This is the place for me. That's how I chose how to go. The other thing is, just because he went to Stanford doesn't mean he's nuanced. No. Oh, the helmet-lowering penalty. Why don't we start putting flags on people? He sounds like all the people he hates. He sounds like all the Trumpsters out there beating their chest. It's the wussification of America. He sounds like everybody that he's fighting against. That's not nuance. It's what everybody's 
flipping saying, why don't you put flags on them? Why don't you make it tag football? And there's a point, I get that, but everyone's saying it, so no, he's not that smart. It's refreshing that a guy talks as much as he does, but he doesn't say anything that we all haven't already brought to the forefront anyhow. All right, now, speaking of my college life, where I blacked out many a times, I blacked out on Saturday night, and it was an accident. And my wife was mad because I peed out the window. But I drank a couple beers from one of these craft brewery establishments in the area. They were 16 ounces, so they're big boys, full pints, and I'm sure the alcohol content was 12-13%. Like, knock you on your ass, why did I drink this kind of alcohol content? But at the time, it went down real smooth. And I drink beer fast, so the first one, probably down in five minutes. And if you're drinking Bud Lights, you can do that a dozen times, and you're still going to wake up in the morning and be fine. You do it with those, not so much. Second one goes down again in 10 minutes. So 15 minutes in, I'm 32 ounces, there's my math, dub V, of beer into my night, and I'm starting to feel pretty buzzed. Okay, cool. It's a great start. Now I'll just tack all this crappy beer on top of it. I'll be fine. Wrong. Drank four or five more, three or four more. Got hazy. Don't know. <laughs> Went to bed. Don't remember that. Woke up at 6 a.m. to go to the bathroom when I realized, oh, my God, I don't remember the, what, how I went to sleep. What did my wife and I talk about? <laughs> what happened? Did I feed the cats? Did I take the dog outside? The potentials are endless. <laughs> right. What did I do? Did I get in my car and drive to Kmart? I would never do that, but you, you start thinking in your mind, what, what did I do? You're like, am I still married? Right. <laughs> yeah. You look over, you, you reach around, okay, wife's there, dog's there, didn't do anything to them, you're fine. I have in the past done some very egregious things, like pee down the steps. This is years ago, but pee down the steps. So I'm thinking, okay, what could Crowley have done? The crown man does what the crown man wants when the crown man's drunk. And the body's moving. The eyes are open, but nobody's behind the wheel. <laughs> and it turns out that I peed out the window, which oh, isn't God. the worst thing I could have done. No question. But I said, wife, baby, good morning. I love you. Slide over, give her a little kiss. Hello now. She says, you remember what you did last night? <laughs> I don't. That's the first thing she says. First thing she says. Oh, no. I don't. You want to fill me in? I said, Adam, what are you doing? This is at 1230, because we went to bed early. This is an early night, too. That's the problem. I'm sitting drinking beers on my deck. It's not like we were even out anywhere. She says, Adam, what are you doing? And I turn to her, and she says, it with all seriousness, snark, sarcastic, total dickishness, laboishness. I'm peeing. What do you think I'm doing? <laughs> what a jerk. Dude, look, she knows, she knows what she's getting. I think there's... I, look, you started out, me and Tom were talking about this, and we think you show improvement here. You started by peeing down the steps. Yes. There were a few other things in the bedroom that you tried to pee on as well. Yes. None of them human. Like, Correct. Like the... Uh, I'm not Donald the, Trump. The night table. <laughs> Nothing was rushing in your room either. No. So you've got the night table. You moved to that. Now you're peeing on the night table, which looks a little closer to a toilet than, than the steps. Now you're actually taking the pee outside, which I think is a win for you. And a win for her. Yeah, it's a big win for her. Because the last time I did this, this was again years ago, so I have gotten better. I don't know what made it happen this time, except for craft beer. It's dangerously alcoholic. Anyway, the last time I did it, I peed on the nightstand, as you just mentioned, and my wife says, Adam, go downstairs and get paper towels and clean this off. 
and I go downstairs and I come back upstairs with the remote controller. Because that'll fix it. I got the clicker. Well, you just mute the P. Yeah. Right. Turn it down. Right. Rewind. I mean, she should have beat me with it is what she should have done. Then we wouldn't have been in this situation now. And the thing is, like, I drink all the time. I drink most weekends. It's what 20-plus-year-old people do. And I never drive. I never do anything like that. And more times than not, 99.9% of the time, I am a happy-go-lucky, bouncing off the walls, everyone's you my are. best friend, social butterfly, drunk. Mm-hmm. I'm kissing people on the cheek, which I guess could be too far, men and women. Oh, my God, I haven't seen you here. Kiss them on the cheek. But that night, man, it was just... Did you eat anything? That's the thing. I didn't. Well, there you go, Crowley. That's what she said. She said, I had Pamela's for breakfast, and I had hummus and chips in the afternoon. Now, see, now follow me here. I'm going to be very careful because I love your significant other very much. She's very, very good people, and, and you married up for sure. No question. That might be on her. She knows you get like this. She knows that you not eating and drinking beers will lead to you peeing on something in or around the house. She told me to eat. She did? She told me. Okay, then it's back to you. You should have listened. I should have listened. Yeah. Okay, never mind. See, that's and I should have known she... she We stopped somewhere to get her food because she hadn't eaten all day, and I said, oh, I just ate all those chips and hummus. I'm good. It was like 12 chips and a couple bites of hummus. That's not going to do it. Dude. Have you ever peed on anything? 412-922-2874. Why do I always feel like the transition from one thing into the Ryan Shazier topic isn't one that I want to have to make? Everything's hard to get into it. It is. It is. It's a tough transition. I mean, the last time was me farting on the air trying to get in a Shazier, and now this one's me peeing out my window and I'm trying to get in a Shazier. There's no easy way to do it, but I think I'm kind of treading those waters right now. I'll just dive right in. Ryan Shazier walking out on the field for Family Fest was inspiring. But at the same time, I think it serves as a reminder of what this game can be and how cruel this game can be. We'll talk to Chris Adamski coming up in eight minutes here on the Crowley Show. It worries me that not enough people look at that and say, oh my God, what are we watching every Sunday? But instead, they look at it and say, oh, what a story. And it is a story. It's a great story. You can talk about both and not ignore one over the other. I guarantee you this is Mr. Richard calling. I'm calling it right now. The phone line lights up. It's definitely Mr. Richard. He's peed on a bunch of stuff, I bet. <laughs> when you look at what this sport is and what it does to the human body, I think the fan base of the league needs to start looking at these players and every dollar that they make, you need to say, you know what, they deserve it. And when Aaron Donald asks for more money, don't call him greedy. He deserves it. When... Le'Veon Bell asked for more money. I think you have to say he deserves it. When any of these players around the National Football League ask for more money, they're asking for it because the demands of the sport are so violent. Guys wake up years down the road, they can't walk. Guys wake up years down the road, they can't remember their kids' names. Guys wake up years down the road and ache, and they have pains. Tunch and Wolf have aches and pains. I think they largely got out of it as well as you can. And I'm not them, so I don't want to speak for them, but I don't think that theirs is not like Webster. I don't think that theirs is obviously like what Ryan Shazier's had. But they have their significant problems, and they've got their issues, and Tunch's hands are all kinds of mangled, and 
What we need to do as football fans, doesn't mean we have to stop watching the game. doesn't mean we have to stop consuming the product. But I think we as fans need to dive into it with a different mindset than we have been maybe in the past, which is these are people. Yeah, they're millionaires, but they're also doing things that we don't do. And I have family friends that are in construction. I have family and friends who are roofers. I have family and friends who work with their bodies all their lives, and they do wind up getting beat up. But none of them are beat up to the same extent. Be nice if maybe they got paid a little bit more, too. But these NFL players are putting their body on the line. They're getting paid for a reason, I think. 412-922-2874. Let's go to CR. I was wrong in Chicago. Next up on the Crowley Show. What's up, CR? Hey, what's going on, man? CR, Silver Nation in Chicago. How the heck you been, man? I'm good, man. What's on your mind? I was just talking about, uh, I'm going to piggyback off what you were saying about the uh, about the players getting hurt. Because I always think about Webby and then uh, I think about Shazir, which is two different things. But both of them are, you know, uh, tragic in a sense. Uh, but the fans, uh, some of these fans, man, they 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 just all they're concerned about is is winning. They they don't they don't get the part about as you said that these are people and and people can get hurt. And uh, once that gets once they get hurt, what happens to their family? What happens to their income? As far as Le'Veon Bell, a lot of people complain about him, but he's not on the contract right now, so he doesn't have an obligation. You know what? And that's the great point, Cr, because these players. They can't get out of their contracts, but the teams can. They can cut bait, and these guys, if they get hurt, they're not getting the full money that they thought that they were promised when they signed the paper. So they want to get as much guaranteed money as possible, right. and thank you for the call. I appreciate it. I think more people need to realize that, that Le'Veon Bell is asking for guaranteed money so that the next time he goes out and it could be his last snap, his whole future isn't him being crippled and not having money. It's him being crippled with money so his kids have money and his family's got money. That is so important to point out, and I appreciate that. I should have asked you if you peed when drunk out the window. Danny Boy tweets at underscore Adam Crowley, hey, at least you made it out the window. Imagine if the window wasn't open. Wait, was was the window open? I thought the flyer's window was closed. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I should rephrase the previous statement. I don't think I actually ever peed out the window. Not not that night. <laughs> but I don't... So you were in the process of, yeah. of doing it? When she said, Adam, what are you doing? And I matter-of-factly said, I'm urinating out the window. I think that I was trying to get the window open. Made my way to the toilet and took care of business there. So you eventually made it? Eventually made it. That's all right. So you're getting better, buddy. Baby steps. Moving in the right direction. I'm growing up. Improving every day. It's that dub V education. Yeah, Stanford guys don't do that. I'm pissed, man. <laughs> Over the last six months, I've gone to the dermatologist five times to look at a growth on my eyebrow. First, I was told it was a cyst. Now, I've been told it's a lipoma, a tumor. I called last week to cancel today's scheduled removal so that I could get a second opinion and get a plastic surgeon to take this bitch off. And they didn't cancel the appointment, and now they're trying to charge me for not canceling. Spoiler alert, I'm going to take a hot knife and cut this thing off myself in the mirror before I ever come back to your facility again. If Drew Brees can live with the Ohio shit, well... 
You know what pisses me off? People in this damn building and their appetites. You all ate lunch today. It's now 6 o'clock. Then some wonderful sponsor brings in pizza, sets it downstairs, and you people can't keep your grubby mitts off. Ten minutes, I walk downstairs, I try to grab a piece of pizza. But no, all of you down there have hoarded it. My lovely co-workers who haven't eaten enough today. What the hell is wrong with you? Leave some damn pizza for the rest of us. Maybe just one pepperoni, a piece a sausage <laughs> you know what's really pissing me off people are complaining about this new nfl player safety rule two words folks player safety i guess we like watching guys have their lives ruined for our entertainment i mean what the hell is this the roman empire where gladiators fight to their death in front of giant stadiums packed with drunk jagoffs and everyone is like oh what is this this isn't football this is going to be flag football now First of all, I hope it does go to flag football, because if so, I'm going to tryouts tomorrow. And second of all, flag football is freaking awesome, jerk-off, so keep flag football's name out of your mouth! Yeah, one of the things I haven't talked about with the NFL helmet rule, because I guess it could sound like I'm contradicting myself, saying these players, you got to treat them like humans, and also I hate the new rule. I don't know if it's necessarily going to keep players any safer. Now you're making them think more. And their heads are still going to be part of it. It's probably going to hurt them more. Suck on that, Tom. I'd kick your ass in flag football, by the way. Coming up next, Chris Adamski of the Trib. We're going to touch on all that. Plus, James Franklin's the most overrated coach in college football. Get the hell out of here. It's a Crowley Show. The Adam Crowley Show. Well, can I just speak for myself here, please? No, I will not speak to you, Stat Pat. I've had it up to here with you. Well, you can hear me, okay? Just listen to me just for a second. No! Enough! Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. There's this graph that's circulating Twitter.com today. Or in the upper left quadrant, it has the party schools that are the best. And in the upper right quadrant, it has the schools that are the best academically. And it has everyone's logo. And West Virginia is all the way on the far left because it's not a great academic school. And it's also a ginormous party school. People have been giving me crap about this all day. As if I can't be a smart guy who attended that university. As if there aren't plenty of people, fine people that I graduated with that work in this field and kick ass. Or any field and kick butt. We got a great engineering program. We got a great broadcasting school. Accredited. I hate being lumped in with all that nonsense. Joining me now to discuss is our good friend Chris Adamski. I'm sick of it, man. See, here's the thing, though. It, it all, it all, I'm not serious. This is the right word. But the reason why I spoke is because you were very outward and open and uh, with your West Virginia dumb. Uh, with WVU, you, you, you don't you don't really hide, which is fine if you have your pride or you just want to say it or whatever. It's not a, like you, like Pursuta. If I hear something Michigan State, I immediately think of Pursuta. Now, I know other Michigan State alums. I don't have any, you know, for against Michigan State. I don't know. I don't really care. But if I hear something Michigan State and place it in an unflattering light, I immediately make fun of Pursuta because he's Mr. Michigan State, <laughs> talking about Michigan State all the time. I think of West Virginia. I think more of you than like Will Graves. I could have sent that to because he was a sort of you know, politely laughing or whatever, and I knew you would have some sort of other reaction. I get triggered is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah well, maybe. I don't know. I, I, you're very I, – I, there's nothing wrong with, you know, being out, out, out there with uh, the, your, with the school you went to. That's fine. 
Uh, but if you do that, you're going to set yourself up for, you know, situations like this. Yeah, the worst is I will give my prediction of all the local teams the Friday before the season starts, and I'm going to pick West Virginia to be better than both just to be a jackass, and Penn State's going to be really good, I think, this year, and I'm just setting myself to get cream. But we'll get to that in a little bit. This is a perfect transition, though. We'll get what's pissing you off at the end of the segment. Uh, Maybe this is one of the things that's pissing you off, or maybe you don't care because these things don't bother you, but James Franklin being named the most overrated coach in the country despite – having two nine-win seasons at Vanderbilt and then winning the Big Ten at Penn State? I mean, are we, are we racist or are we jealous? What's the problem there? Yeah, you know, it's within the sort of the, speaking of alma maters and whatever, the, the Penn State ecosystem or whatever a couple years ago. Now, remember, it was only 22 months ago that he was a total adult in State College even. Uh, and it wasn't the overrated. It was just like, you know, everybody's fire him. He's done. He's terrible. And they went 7-6 and six the first two years at, at, at Penn State. Remember, now that was with two couple senior classes that were, you know, had about 12, 12 kids recruited into it, let alone what was left in it, and all the other stuff at the end of the scandal and all that. So, and at the time, I didn't know, you know, it, it, it didn't look good. The product was pretty bad this first two years in State College. And I'm going to get to the, you answer your question here eventually. I think it's very securities roots a lot of times in answering things. But at the time, it was everybody at Penn State thought he was adult, and then all of a sudden they beat Ohio State and miraculously somehow win nine games in a row to finish that season, that regular season at least, and then all of a sudden you're the genius again. But at the point being is at that point I was just saying, I, said, I don't think people understand Vanderbilt. You look, look, pull up college sports reference and go to Vanderbilt and look at the 70 years before he got there and now the four years after he's left there. And you see, like, you might see a handful of winning seasons in the, in the last half century other than the four years he was there when he was ranked twice. And he had, over that time period, the second-best record. And think about this. The second-best record in the SEC over, I believe, a 20-game span after Alabama was Vanderbilt. <laughs> I, I don't know how you can even quantify That would be like somebody coming here and taking, like, Duquesne to, like, the Sweet 16. Like, not once, but, like, twice. Here's he, so so another thing on that uh, Adamski, which I, I think absolutely bears needing to be mentioned, is that they finished in the top twenty-five twice, and they hadn't done that in the previous sixty years at Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah, and and like I said, look what they've done since then. They're right back to being Vanderbilt after he left. Now, uh, you know, there, there's a you could say there was an outlier, perhaps maybe you got lucky one, but they do it two years and then forever to go right back down. It's not like they got new facilities and all of a sudden there are whatever it might be that they've, you know, on a rent, like Northwestern, 22 decades ago, we had this discussion about Northwestern and all of a sudden Northwestern has become a pretty good, you know, not great program, but it's, it's just consistently in, in the periphery of the top 25. Vanderbilt was back to being Vanderbilt after he left. So you always, I, I think that's more impressive than doing at least doing at Penn State in terms of evaluating him as a football coach. Um, he has the reputation, the whole, you know, not a game day coach and, and more of a recruiter, to which I say, and I'm not here defending him but necessarily, but I guess I am, but I'm not necessarily trying to make that point. I'm just saying that it's a means to an end, Adam. If, if the program is a top five, top ten program, if it's Penn State now, whatever it might be, whatever it is, you win a national title, if you're delegating and if you're getting this really super talented kids that win despite your coaching or whatever it might be, uh, it's still a bottom line, right? It doesn't matter. Yeah, no. Yeah. People don't care yeah. if your coach 
doesn't fire uh, uh, an assistant coach who was beating his wife as long as you win. I mean, (laughs) that's the sport, and it's the ugly side of the sport. But, I mean, so it is absolutely a bottom-line business. And people say, well, they only beat Ohio State because of the blocked field goal. Yeah, that's part of it. I mean, are you kidding me? It's a huge part of it. So I'm going to dive into this a little bit more coming up in about 10 minutes and some of the other coaches that I actually think are overrated. But James Franklin does not belong in that category. Chris Adamski from the Trib. Joining us here on the Crowley Show. Uh, I wanted to ask you this, too. I like to have you on to talk about some general things because I think you have a really good perspective on a lot of stuff, uh, including ESPN's president just came out and said, sports and politics, no more. We don't want that. It's not our job. But now I think it kind of has to be just almost by default, right? I mean, Donald Trump's tweeting about the NFL. You've got flyovers at every game. Veterans are being walked out. And I don't think the military should be politicized, but, oh, my God, it is. Uh, the Me Too movement shouldn't be politicized, but, oh, my God, it is. And that's made its way into sports, uh, as I zip my fly up, by the way. So that uh, hashtag Me Too to Tom. I, I, think, I think all these things now become part of just the culture of sports. And, therefore, if you are going to report the news, you can't ignore it. Yeah, th- 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 some of these things you, know, you you can't just ignore and act like it's not there. Uh, you know, if, if you you don't have to necessarily. I, I get it. I mean, sports is, should be an escapism because right now the news just sucks at them. Like I don't like watching the news at all. Like I used to enjoy the news. I used to like the regular news. Not just the sports page. You'd just be one of those, you know, sports geeks who just ripped, threw away the rest of the newspaper and grabbed. Of course, what's print newspaper these days? Uh, but you know, and just read the sports section. I like to be informed. I like to do that. But right now, man, there's nothing. Everything just makes me sad or mad or, or something. So I, I don't like reading the news anymore. So sports is what you could go to to do that. So I, I see the point of, and maybe that is a business decision uh, that you know people like that escapism of it. However, and I, I agree, sports should be that and can be that. But you're right; you can't just act as if this isn't part of it. I don't know how deep he means by that, or what kind of context he's talking about, or what concrete examples he's going to give uh, to that. If it's, a, if it's a simple matter of you know the sportscasters can't tweet on their personal account or whatever, you know, politics, whatever it is, or if it's we're not going to refer, we're going to ignore it and like it doesn't happen if somebody. You know, whatever protest or something mad about it, but the president talks about it, whatever it might be, you can't ignore it at this point. That that's just not doing your job. And forget about being a journalist; it's just part of now the even the the story or the show of, of the of the NFL or whatever it might be. And then the anthem thing is the most uh, prominent of that. But you could go down a lot of different ways. And yeah, or just, should we talk about Urban Meyer because it has nothing to do with X's and O's of football? No, that's right. So, and, and you look yeah. like a guy like Greg Popovich. I mean, he he. Goes off all the time. Stan Van Gundy used to go off all the time. He doesn't have a yeah. job anymore, but he, he yeah. went off all the time. Are we not, okay, so, all right, we're just going to redact that. You're going <laughs> to look at the transcript. It's just going to be a bunch of black ink. Uh, give me a freaking break. Uh, Chris Adamski joining us here uh, on the Crowley Show. All right, let's get back to Pittsburgh sports now, Adamski. Uh, I think this third preseason game, as odd as it sounds, is going to mean a lot to me. Because we're going to see most of the defense, if not all of the defense, in there for the first time. And the last taste I have in my mouth of the Steelers' defense is last year against Jacksonville, against a guy who looked like ass against Buffalo the week before. And then what I've seen in the preseason. Now, I think that they've had their flashes in training camp, and the secondary looks like it's immensely talented. But I need to see something so that I don't go into game number one as Joe Schmo Steelers fan, uh, getting ready to drink 15 
uh, you know, Bud Light ice or whatever and throw myself off a bridge. Well, you did go to the number one party school that was the number whatever. Um, uh, yeah. If, great academic school, too. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. great. great. If, the only, only thing I'll, I'll preface this with is I feel like I've been just like everybody else. And just recently too, I might mean, a few years ago. Remember, the, remember what did what did the Steelers lose? Twelve preseason games in a row, or whatever it was. And I get it, okay. You know, it's it's not totally meaningless. And you do want I, I agree with you. However, I, I do, even if the first team defense, you know, gets exploited, blows up, gives up five touchdowns in a row, whatever it might be, uh, I'm still going to temper it because this is still. It doesn't necessarily correlate. We've seen it way too many times. It is not August football does not correlate to December, September, which uh, in turn, in, in a different way, does not correlate. There's, there's teams every year, fewer teams, and other teams that are that are markedly different, even the same personnel from September to December. So that that's a whole other thing. But we talk about the preseason. However, that being said. Uh, you know, I know we had a month and a half to see the Steelers without Ryan Chazier last year or whatever. Well, I guess it was five games against the playoff game or four and four and a half. Uh, that wasn't very good. Uh, uh, and we have that. We have a new secondary coach to, to look and see how that's being integrated in. We have to watch to see the, the new personnel in the secondary and uh, with John Bostic, whatever it might be. There are a lot of things to watch now that aren't it's not as simple as rolling the football out there. I think it'd be in other words if the offense sucked right now, what would you be talking about? The offense if they if ben, ben goes three and out four No, but track right. record has to matter, I think. Yeah, yeah. So that's kinda of my right. point is that the defense doesn't necessarily have the, the track record, especially a non Ryan Chazier defense, which we have pretty much zero track record and the track record that we do have is not very promising in the regular season in playoffs, more particularly. All right, Adamski, we've been saying what's been pissing us off. Mine from the first segment was craft beer, not because I don't love it. Uh, I like the taste. We used to do Thirsty Thursdays here on the Crowley Show. Tom stopped scheduling those. Uh, Tom's just not doing his job, but we love the craft beer. But I also hate it because I drank two this weekend, and then I drank my typical amount of pea-colored Pilsner on top of it, and I wound up... (laughs) urinating out my own window and it totally snuck up on me it wasn't my fault i blame the i blame the maker so what's what's pissing you off what's making you mad i had similar experience by the way and i see i see it going a little tangent to answer you there beer to me is very utilitarian okay i'm against craft beer if people want to have this craft beer that's fine i just figure you know the other stuff is cheaper and it's easier to consume especially at high levels depending on how often how long you want to do it for in a particular day or how much you want to have in a day that's neither here nor there since i am standing outside the office at the palatial uh, Sherpa Total Media uh, headquarters right now, and I've had my computer in the hands of the other the fine folks here at the IT department working on it. What pisses me off is when computers don't work right and other equipment you have, and it's just really frustrating. You got to do your damn job, or you want to live your life, or you want to whatever it might be, and something breaks, and you got to get it fixed. And it could be a household appliance. I don't know what it is, but right now I'm really Porn. angry about. Not having a computer that's not working and trying to get it fixed and figuring out what's wrong. Yeah, that, that, that pisses me off. Okay, I like that one. Have now <laughs> a follow up. I, I mean, I, I have to. I mean, so you've you've like peed out the window before? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can confirm or deny that, Adam. Atta boy. Thanks for your time, pal. As always, hope your computer gets fixed so you can watch that porn. I'll celebrate by peeing out a window. I found that that is something that people do. It's not just me. In college, first night I ever went out, I came back to my dorm, and the bathroom was right there. And instead, I opened my closet and peed in a bunch of dirty clothes. Just marking your territory, man. First it must, night must have been it. I yeah. mean, just 
This is my room, Timothy Harrigan. You can step <laughs> off. And then you know what he did? He only went one semester. I bet. <laughs> it's like, I'm out. Dude peed the first night in the closet. I wonder how Stanford is. Coming up next, the hottest take of the day. Other crap and three stars of the show. CSP in Pittsburgh. Radio station. This is the Adam Crowley Show. Oh, I like him. He's a handsome guy. ESPN Pittsburgh, 970 AM and 106.3 FM. Grumpy. What happened to me in my older age? <laughs> like, I used to be happy-go-lucky Crowley. Now everything pisses me off. You're probably hanging around me too much. Are the Ravens and Colts playing tonight? Oh, no. Is there ball on tonight? We got ball, baby. Yep, we sure do. See, here's where the NFL pisses me off. You know what? <laughs> Let's let this be. Can we? All right. You know what? It's the hottest take of the day. <laughs> it's time for the hottest take of the day. <laughs> day, day, day. <laughs> You are not allowed to tackle with your head being lowered. It's player safety. Meanwhile, the Ravens are playing three games in 11 days. <laughs> three games in 11 days. What are you kidding? Leading up to the regular season? Yeah, I know that they had to play the Hall of Fame game this year. And that's going to happen to a couple teams every handful of years. Oh, you're going to have to play five. It stinks, but you got a better chance to evaluate your players, this, that, the other. The NFL is always speaking out of both sides of its mouth. And now that it hits me, now that I'm speaking, now that the microphone's been cracked, they're brilliant. We're making the game safer so that we can play more games. We're making the game safer so instead of 16 games, guess how many we're playing, mother bleepers? We're playing 18. You can't tackle with your head being lowered. People aren't going to get hurt. You're not going to have the Ryan Shazier injury, right? But we're going to give two more games and give you the opportunity to get hurt in those two more games. They're going to rip my hair out. But they'd flag that. Pull my hair out. Flag that. Three games in 11 days, yet they're going to preach to us player safety. Three games in 11 days, yet they're going to say, you can't tackle with your helmet being low. You can't tackle with your helmet being low yet. Every team's got to play a Thursday game. Give me a flipping break. <sighs> I'm salty in my old age. That's the hottest take of the day. <laughs> Woo! Other crap. The Ohio State Board is to meet on Wednesday on the Urban Meyer situation. Meyer, Meyer, pants on fire. Woo! Other crap. The Alabama Crimson Tide are number one in the Associated Press poll. They're rolling. Woo! Other crap. It's been 457 days since Pitt basketball won a conference game. It's time for the three stars of the show. Jeez. I just, That's I'm angry. Sorry, man. No, man. I'm mad at the National Football League. Now I'm seeing that they're just, all right. Did, did, you just wait yourself two minutes here, and you will hear a cut. 
that puts a huge smile on your face and absolutely makes your week. A cut the cheese. No, uh, cut the cheese. Let's hear the third star. Tonight's third star of the show, Blacking Out. We love the craft beer, but I also hate it because I drank two this weekend, and then I drank my typical amount of pea-colored Pilsner on top of it, and I wound up... <laughs> urinating out my own window and it totally snuck up on me it wasn't my fault i blame the i blame the maker so a follow-up i, I mean i i have to i mean so you've you've like peed out a window before <laughs> <laughs> i can hope i can confirm or deny that adam a boy thanks for your time pal as always hope your computer gets fixed so you can watch that porn i'll celebrate by peeing out a window Second star. Tonight, second star of the show, Bill Snyder. I promise you as many butterscotch as you want if you come to play for me. If you score me a touchdown, I'll give you a nice shiny nickel. I'll he pat you on the head. Whoa, NCAA violation. That is an oh, NCAA You can't be right. doing that. Oh, right. You can't be giving him nickels. Bill I don't Snyder. think you can even give him Worthers. No, you can't do it with a shiny nickel. What you have to do is like wear down the nickel, then hand it to a booster, then the booster will then <laughs> hand the nickel to you. First star. And tonight's first star of the show, Adam Crowley. And put MFers on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I farted today. That made me so much happier. It's The mic so picked it up, too. That gas did not need to be inside of me. It needed to come out. It was an exorcism of fart. One more time? Okay. And put MFers on the ground. Yeah, you did. You know what I don't like about radio? What? Is everyone who's faking it. Everyone who's pretending to be prim and proper, people who are just taking the contrarian opinion just to take the contrarian opinion. And you know what we do on this show? We actually, number one, we like doing it. And number two, we're honest. I mean, we, we are honest. Everything that comes out of my mouth is the way that I feel. And sometimes the takes aren't scorching because of that. Sometimes things don't piss me off the way that they piss everyone else off. Or they pretend that they're pissed off about this thing and it's not going to make me mad. We just do what we do around here. And it's fun. And we do it every day. And I wake up every morning and I think, I can't wait to see Brian and Tom. And I can't wait to put on our radio show where we don't fake it. Because it's just sports. That's all this is. It's sports. We can't take it that seriously. There are important things about sports. There are cultural ramifications that somehow and sometimes intertwine their way into sports. But, man, what we're really talking about is a ball going through the uprights. There are 10 billion planets out there. And there are, what, three and a half billion people on every planet like there are on ours, maybe? In the far off reaches of the galaxy? Well, guess what? This doesn't mean anything. Who let the dogs out? On every one of those planets, are there 32 football teams that people obsess over? Like, how little does this really matter? And you're going to get mad at me for being honest and having fun and farting on my on the air? Come on. Come on. What are sports, really? Like, the universe doesn't know that a ball going through the uprights counts as three. It doesn't know that. It doesn't know whether a, a ball touching the ground or not is an incompletion. It doesn't know. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. 
I can't wait for West Virginia football, man. If West Virginia loses more than two games, I'm going to throw myself off of the bridge. Wait, what just what happened there?